Hello fellow geeks, welcome to another episode of Stolen Fate from Level 1 Geek. As usual, we have Chase as our high-rolling game master, M as the devoted crunk, Katie as the daring gingham, and Tori, that's me, as the determined Jack. This is the audio version of our actual play video series, which you can watch over at youtube.com slash level1geek. A quick FYI, we recorded an extra long session which we split into two episodes for this week and next. So today's episode ends on a bit of a cliffhanger. Now, let's roll! Welcome back, fellow geeks. We're back with Stolen Fate. Last we left off, the heroes were about to step through a portal to the juggler. You guys stepped through. You shook off Shadow Jack, who uh, grabbed your wrist for a moment, and then after a second pass, you guys walk through the portal. As you step through the portal, you guys are immediately on, not like a precarious cliff ledge, but you are definitely like up on a mountainside, on like an indent inside the mountain, overlooking a jungle. So from a daunting mountainside elevation of thousands of feet, an ocean studded with islands commands the view to the west, while to the east stretches out an expanse of thick jungle. The slope below hosts a cloud forest, its trees poking up through a layer of swirling mist, while a narrow path winds down and out of view into the fog. I had to look up what a cloud forest is. Do you guys know what a cloud forest is? I don't know what a cloud forest is, but I think I know what type of dragon we're going to run into. <laughs> a cloud forest is the really misty looking jungles that you see. It's like mossy jungle vegetation with a layer of mist over the uh, treetops. I'm picturing the King Kong Island. Yeah, kind of like that. Huh. That is that is like a cloud forest, I would say. And then behind you guys in the mountainside, it is like a cavern with a little entryway leading inside some sort of entry into the mountain. So you've got a slope going down into the jungle, and then you've got an entrance into the mountain behind you. Anybody who has nature, you can roll to see if you can tell where you're at. Nature. <gasps> I, I'm a master. I am trained, and I have the hag. I'll give it a go. Why not? Very nice. Let's do it. Trunk doesn't know anything. See if I can get the answer before Gingham. Trunk <laughs> doesn't know anything about nature. <sighs> nothing. Oh, 34. Gingham said, no, I know so much more than you. <laughs> Gingham said, I read a book. Got a 28. Well, funny enough, though, you both succeeded, so you actually both know about the hey. same as well. So Aww. you guys both know where you're at. You've heard of the region. You've seen the region, whatever. But you guys identify this area as the Turwa Uplands in the Mwangi Expanse. For real this time, Gingham, this is Mwangi. <gasps> That's where you guys are at. May I flavor Jack's knowledge checks a little bit? Since he's invested this silent hag card and he doesn't usually, he's not a book reader. So I don't think his knowledge really comes from, oh yes, I read about this. I think some, just sometimes, so he's not always going to succeed at knowledge checks, but sometimes he can hear just like the barest whisper on the wind that clues him into it's almost like he might ask a question in his mind, you know, like if you walked out of the portal, you'd be like, where wow. are we? Yeah. And sometimes this ethereal voice feeds him the information. I love that. Yeah, 100%. So what are you guys doing? I think this is the Mwangi Expanse, Gingham. Oh, 
Hey, we're in a different part of the Mwangi Expanse than the first time. We weren't in the Mwangi Expanse the first time. Right. Chase. Yes. Since Kronk spent a lot of time, a.k.a. is also a little bit from the Mwangi Expanse, mm-hmm. can he know that we're this is that kingdom is correct this time? Yeah, sure. You can okay. you can recognize this as Mwangi for sure. Since you didn't have it, I won't give you the critical success, though. That's fine. But you oh. recognize this jungle. You're actually right this time, um, Gingham. Yes, we are at the Mwangi Expanse. Good job. Oh, thanks. Should we walk this way? Or points toward the cliff that way? Is there a path down the hill? Or is it just we could go that way if we want to? There's a path down the hill, and there's a path into an entryway into the uh, mountain behind you. Can I look around and see if either appears more traveled or gives me the heebie-jeebies for some reason? Yeah, roll perception. (laughs) Okay. May I also roll perception? Yep, you sure can. A 29 for Jack. That one. Oh, crap. it all gives you the (laughs) heebie-jeebies. I don't <laughs> like being back here. <laughs> Why? Right. Jack with a 29 perception. I mean, the the travel down the mountain looks not like precarious, but it looks long and tedious. Like it's a hike. But it does look like the pathway up here has been pretty well traveled. And so down, therefore, as well. But what you notice mostly is that this entryway into the cave doesn't look quite dirty enough. It looks like almost swept and upkept, like maybe somebody is living here. And you even feel like you maybe catch some noises of something stirring uh, within the cave. But not like spooky creature noises, just no, like just activity. like like activity, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not a big hiker, so why don't we check out this cave first, maybe? Sounds like someone might be in there. Look how clean it is. It's like someone's living here or something. Oh, look at that. Right. right. I'll follow your lead, and I'll watch out for this cleaner of things. Good idea. We wouldn't want them to come at us with a broom. Or a mop, can you imagine? That would be worse. Crunk will wink at Jack. Jack will nod and smile like, yeah, like I get the joke. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Got that one. Nice. All right. Okay. Into the cavern. All right. As you guys enter the cavern here, you see that it is torchlit once you get closer. Once you enter the little entryway into it, it looks like it goes deeper into quite a large chamber. Inside you can see that there's an enormous space that's shaped like a cathedral in a rough circle about 100 feet in diameter. It's got smooth walls running into irregular arcs punctured by fissures and sporadic shafts that allow some of the daylight in from outside. So it's like there's like little carvings in the side of the mountain that are letting bits of sunlight through. Much of the wall space features huge, simple murals of bright colors mostly of megafauna and towering trees against a backdrop of high mountains. And then there's a portrayal of a very immense, heavily tattooed, brown-skinned man with thick muscles, rolls of fat, and a pleasant expression that covers the walls the opposite of the entrance. 
The shaft of light illuminating the walls makes this figure look even bigger, tricking the eye to make him look larger than even the massive cavern could contain. And then a second shaft of light falls on a stone altar directly in the middle of the entrance that has a single haro card that is floating above it and swooping around in little loop-de-loop patterns. You guys, once it's spinning around, do catch a glimpse that you can see that the art on the card is that of the juggler. Ah, an easy find this time. And yeah. let's uh, show the art of the juggler, and we'll have M. You can describe this one. Me? Oh. Yep. You made her describe it last time, and she hates it. Oh, did I? Okay, well then Tori gets to do it this time. (laughs) Okay. The quick version is, it's a weird looking dude juggling weird objects. He's juggling a a fucking duck, a pineapple, a a clock, a sigh, and a skull. And he's walking across a really slack tight line like if you're gonna it's this isn't slack lining this is tightrope walking i think that's how tightropes look when you walk across them though i mean like they're not like they're not like cement they've got to they've got to have some give all right well next time we do this game i will be a professional on slack roping versus tight roping slack lining we'll find out what's happening here Yeah. yeah please do that research for us yeah for yeah, the edification of everyone involved, of course. So, aside from the murals and the card, the other very notable feature is as you walk in, there is a very short and stout gentleman that turns towards you all and gives a warm smile. He looks to be about dwarf-sized, and he looks like this. So, Katie, why don't you describe this <gasps> gentleman for us? Uh, square is really <laughs> where I'm going to start here. He's just a lot of squares. There's a big square, and then his head is a smaller cube on top with very large ears and a very close cropped nice fade though for a haircut nice warm hazel eyes and a really big very toothy smile he's got big shoulders he's got muscles they're like muscles which are covered by a royal blue like vest vest is the word with a red undershirt and he just looks very tight and he's got a little gold necklace yeah this guy does not miss arm day or chest no. day or, uh, neck or day neck day or neck yeah. day <laughs> or ear day he does not yeah, miss any body part day does he look like the guy in the in the mural or not, or... not no not really Okay. In fact, for the guy in the mural, any of you can roll a religion if you would like. Except I pulled out my book and I'm rolling as a tarot lawyer. All right, there you go. I re-rolled blind blind because the first one showed me the result, Chase. So the second gotcha. one, minus one from it, but also dubious knowledge. All right, it's noted. Jack and Gingham, neither of you are familiar with this deity. Crunk, you know who this is. This deity is... Balamdar. He is the world shaker, the god of great size, megafauna, and strength. He is a Mwangi deity. And this whole cathedral type place looks like it's a shrine to him. And you can see that the gentleman who's turning and smiling at you is wearing a little holy symbol to him as well. He smiles warmly at y'all. Ah, good evening. Good day. I haven't been out today. What brings you to my humble shrine? Crunk is going to drop to his knees and then 
head slams against the ground in a deep bow. Uh, is he okay? Ah, a devout worshiper of the great world shaker. Good to see another fellow here. Staying for biscuits? We would be greatly honored to stay for your biscuits. I would love to sample the biscuits of your holiness. Well, I do make them in honor of him. What is your name? What is my name? Uh, My name is Lost. But I do believe people refer to me as Blegkenu the Pious. That's quite a title. Thank you. And what uh, what is it that they call you? I am Sir Jack, Knight of the Rabbit Prince, Defender of the Forest. Ah, how interesting. Never heard of the realm, but an honorable title. An honor to have a knight in my shrine. The other two of you? Oh, I'm Gingham. Nice to meet you, Gingham. And what about my devout brother here? May I roll a performance, Chase, for my uh-huh. make an impression? Yep. And then I'm going to RP based off of it. Okay, 33. Krunk will slowly rise because he feels like he's being bid to introduce himself. Krunk will lift up so he's on his knees and go, My name is Krunk. You might have heard of me. A true worshiper of the gods and a loyal servant of Desna after receiving her blessing upon me for my many services. Ah, Krunk. It's been a minute since I've been to any of the settlements, but that name does sound familiar. I think I've heard tales of your feats. Yes. An honor to have you here. Desna is a respectable deity, not one that I am devout to myself, but I can respect it. Respect many of the gods. Uh, Please. Mm -hmm. Uh, He'll go towards, like, the center shrine where the juggler is spinning around, and he's got, like, a little alcove underneath that center altar. He's going to pull out a stack of pillows and set them down on the floor. Feel free to take a seat. I've got some biscuits in the oven. I suppose it was fated I'd have visitors. Can you repeat this guy's name, please, Chase? Blegkenu the Pious. Blegkenu. Bleg. Okay. Got it. Well, thank you very much. Yes, uh, give me just a moment for the biscuits and um, strong drink, not strong drink. Whatever the god favors. I sense motive. Strong drink it is. He's going to go, there's like a little oven in the corner you can see is letting up some steam. He's going to pull out just a comically large pan of just these massive lumpy biscuits. There's like four of them. Each one is like the size of a full cake. And he's going to pull them out and he's going to come up to the altar and he's going to just put like one plate of large biscuits in front of all of you. And then he's going to pull out like a full salad bowl size and he's going to take out a huge carafe of some sort of drink for you all like a massive bowl full of whatever the strong drink is. Yeah, your own punch bowl. And uh, he'll put a punch bowl and a massive biscuit in front of each of you. Katie, did you want to sense motive? Are you eating and or drinking? I, I want to sense the motives first. Yeah, deal blindly. It's like, I to... don't like how much you've been avoiding allowing me to roll this sense. Yeah, motive. I don't I don't love it. I, May I also uh... roll blind? Yeah, anybody can if they want. Gingham, it's hard for you to tell. He seems friendly, but you know, you don't have a good read on him. Crunk and Jack, he seems like he's being earnest. You're not picking up anything sinister. He seems genuinely friendly. So 
I can't imagine many folk live around here. No, not many. Some travelers take the pilgrimage here to see my shrine. It is a very nice shrine. Thank you. Says Kronk, carefully picking up a large biscuit and taking a huge bite. <laughs> I built this shrine. I didn't give myself the nickname the Pious. I'm not sure I deserve it, but that's what they call me, because I live up here in this shrine, day in, night out, to pay homage to my god, Balmabdar. I will never forsake him. I respect such true devotion. Thank you. I appreciate it. How are the biscuits? How are the biscuits? They are so good. Buttery, delicious goodness. Perfectly baked. Just humongous. Way too much biscuit for one person. A delight. I've never found a biscuit that was quite my size. That is a homage to my dear God. The bigger, the better. Yeah, is that is that also uh, in worship of your God? Jack will point to the floating juggler card. Ah, that. I don't believe so. Well, I do believe so in a sense. I don't know how it got here. It just appeared here. I found it there above the altar one morning several weeks ago. It's very magical, and I suspect it has powers far beyond floating in circles. I've been seeking the prayer that will bring it to life. See how immense the juggler on that card is? Look at the size of the things he tosses about so casually. What could this be but a sign from the world shaker? Marvelous. The juggler must be a herald to my god. I just need the right prayer to bring him forth. And so that is my current study. I see. Crunk eyeballs, Jack. So it just appeared here a few weeks ago, you said? Just about. Just like that. Any other, any strange visitors in that time? Any unpleasantness? Not strange visitors to me. I had a strange visit, but... That's another tale. Could be relevant. We, we've been investigating cards like these, actually. So this is not the first one we've seen. Perhaps we could help illuminate you. Uh, interesting. It seems that the World Shaker has sent you to aid me, then. Well, I tried to grab the card. I would advise against it. It'll toss you about like you're nothing but a ragdoll. Might I try? If you desire, just be careful. I'm going to stand up and walk over there. Okay. Yeah, it's just flittering around. It just looks like a little feather blown around like the wind. Crunk shakes out his arms, his armor clanging, and then reaches out and grabs it. As you grab it, it starts swinging you around upside down and about like you're a ragdoll as long as you hold oh, on to dear. it. Oh, dear. Crunk, let go! <laughs> I'll let go and drop my feet, hopefully. You fling across the room a little bit. Wham! (laughs) It's a bit heavier than it looks, isn't it? What a joy that was to experience. Indeed, I would agree with you. But you see, this is the conclusion I came to, is that it's stuck there, but there must be a way to get it if it's sent by my god. And what is the suit that you see on that card? It's the suit of keys. Looks Uh, like keys. I would agree. Right, suit of keys. It's from the Haro. You know what the Haro is? You said you knew about the cards, so I imagine. We're familiar. How would you get a card of the keys, but with a key, right? I suppose that makes sense. So I went, I gathered any keys that I could, tried pressing keys to it, tried throwing keys at it, tried melting keys in its honor, but none of it did the trick. 
I do believe that I stumbled upon, by no ill fate, the answer to my question, my problem, how to get the card. You see, I took a nice stroll down into the jungle, as I do, collecting berries and ingredients for my biscuits. And down in that jungle I wandered about, I stumbled across a lakeshore, a beautiful lakeshore. I stopped there for a drink, and across from that lakeshore I saw a large cavern. And in that cavern, I saw many, many shining beauties. So I took a quick swim to that cavern. In that cavern was piles and piles of glorious treasure. None of it of interest to me, of course, except for one thing that I saw there. The largest key you've ever seen. Maybe his entire arm length, and he gestures at Krunk. A massive key. Cannot be a coincidence, can it not? So I picked up that key, ready to take it back and answer my problem. And what did return to the cavern? But a very large dragon. This dragon came back and attacked me. I pled for its mercy, said I just wanted the key, tried to ask about the key. It was quite a merciful dragon. It did not slay me. It just warned me to never to return to its lair again, and it would not let me take its key. How unfortunate. Indeed. But merciful dragon or not merciful dragon, I fear it must perish so that that key can be brought here. It must be a sign, right? So now I'm assuming that, my god, the world shaker, you look formidable. You must be three dragon slayers. I don't know if anyone has used those words exactly to describe me. Well, then they're very poor of vocabulary. Hmm. I have killed a dragon before. What sort of dragon was this one? Oh, I don't know. It was blue with bits of red on its wing. Very tall, curly horns. Oh, a white belly. Uh Sounds familiar. Can I roll an arcana? Yeah, you guys can roll arcana or an applicable lore. Emily knows what this is. Oh, damn. Krunk knows. Finally, something happened for Krunk. Yeah, we'll we'll give you guys, we'll give you all the scoop between, because you'll get the description, which will trigger your memory from the carnival, Jack. And then Krunk, you'll be able to confirm that's what type of dragon it is. It is a cloud dragon. That's what they look like. Oh, it's cool. Whoa. Em, you skipped your description, right? Yeah. Your turn. I don't like this way this one looks. This dragon is squatting over some rocks. It has really, really well-muscled, defined forelimbs. Uh, that are kind of like curled up underneath it close to its back legs with a long skinny tail it has kind of like a skyish blue top and like a dirty white belly and it's extremely ribbed the wings are nice and tall but kind of folded along its back with like a pink tone to them like a sunset or a sunrise It has two horns on top that looks kind of like really skinny moose antlers, but then it also has mandible looking things that come off of those horns down by the jaw. Its head is not typical dragon shaped, like all impressive. It looks smaller than most dragons and it's got a nice gaping maw with some serrated teeth and a pointy tongue. It's just not my favorite dragon. (laughs) What a good description. I'm sorry it disappointed you. No, no. It's great. It's perfect. It's everything I've ever wanted from a dragon. It also has really cool piercing blue eyes. Yeah. It does. All right. Well, you guys know a lot of stuff about this, Sherry, for an information overload. I am. Yep. 
talk about cloud dragons. Crunk, you'll know the lore on cloud dragons, and then Jack will give you some of the tactics. At heart, cloud dragons are wanderers, explorers, and travelers who enjoy nothing more than seeing new lands and meeting unusual creatures. Cloud dragons range in color from light blue to pale milky white and have thick curling horns and rather short snouts. They keep lairs among the extreme altitudes of the highest mountain peaks, but are away on their many journeys as often as their own. Cloud dragons spend long hours surveying the lands they fly over from great heights, but they are creatures of whim, making it hard to predict what will pique their curiosity and bring them winging down to converse or investigate something on the ground. Cloud dragons seldom perform acts of outright malice, but they are not often charitable either. A cloud dragon is as likely to simply pluck something they desire off the ground and fly away with it as they are to bargain fairly. A cloud dragon's ever-changing interests never seem to stray toward their complicated schemes and long-term plans of other dragons. These rovers are creatures of the moment, and although they are as mentally gifted as other true dragons, their interests remain in the here and now. Yet the cloud dragon's penchant for living in the moment is not a personality flaw. They're more than capable of anticipating long-term results of their actions and won't make foolish choices simply to pursue a current interest. At the same time, cloud dragons have little interest in worrying about the future and are as confident in their ability to handle tomorrow's problems as they are today's. Cloud dragons' hordes tend to be well-guarded and well-hidden, as a natural result of their roving habits, often taking them away from their lairs for extended periods. Their treasuries include a wide variety of items that they've driven to gather a broad range of prizes, rather than collecting one type of item intensively. To a cloud dragon, a diversified horde is a perfect horde. They like to di diversify their assets. Yeah, it's great. Very smart, very intelligent. <laughs> These dragons, some of their special abilities to watch out for, they have Deflecting Cloud, which is uh, if they have a free wing and a range attack would hit them, they can spend a reaction to bat it away. They have a nasty breath weapon that's a 50-foot cone and big electricity damage. They have a cloud form where they can become very difficult to harm or interact with because they turn into a vapor. They can make a lot of strikes with very few actions. They have Dark Vision. They have Scent. They have mist vision and can see through clouds or any concealed effects that are a fog or a mist. They're very resistant to magic. They're very intimidating to be in their presence and can frighten somebody who's too close. They can walk on clouds as if it was solid ground. And whenever they crit somebody, they uh, recharge their breath weapon immediately. They're also spellcasters and are capable of casting spells such as Wall of Wind, Gust of Wind, Obscuring Mist. Are they weak or ah yes resistant resistant to anything? Yep, they have they are immune to electricity, being paralyzed and being put to sleep. They have no weaknesses or resistances. Reflex is their worst save. Fort and Will are both their best saves, and their challenge rating is a uh, fifteen. What was their immunities? Electricity, paralyzation, and sleep. Y'all, I prepared so much electricity today. Perfect. More shocking grass. Excellent. For crunk. Yes. Good. Okay. Jack will download Gingham and Crunk on all of that stuff later because I feel like it would be weird to immediately dive into, okay, here's how we kill this thing right in front, <laughs> of, the, right in front of the little monk man here. But yes, noted. Yes, um, I have dealt with these dragons before. Luckily, it didn't come to blows then. I could see if we could deal with this for you. Ah, very good. 
If you can get me the key, then I think that we can get this card unlocked and bring forth my herald. Are you looking for this card? We are. As long as you don't mind me extracting my god's herald from it, I'm fine if you take the card afterwards. I'll even paint a replica while you're off slaying the dragon. I guess that's fine. A large replica? Of course a large replica. <laughs> you know, um, I would like to hear more about your gods sometime, as I am a large being myself. Perhaps that would be something that would resonate well with your god. Yes, I would be happy to talk about that sometime. He does. <laughs> could I could I take one of these biscuits for the road, I mean? Please don't let it go to waste. It would be an honor to my god if you ate the entire thing. Okay. I'll see about that. Is there is there an untouched biscuit or one that has not been dug into yet? Nah, he's been picking at his, unless Gingham hasn't been touching uh their biscuit. Gingham was about to, but <laughs> we'll look over at Jack. I'll say Oh, here, I'll use this feat because I have it and I haven't used it yet. Um, I have double speak. Any allies who've traveled alongside me, me for at least one full week, which you both have, automatically discern my meaning when I say one thing but really mean another. So what Jack is saying is he wants to use this biscuit for a specific purpose and please don't eat it. Okay. <laughs> Lights the cookie over. <laughs> Jack will, like, open his bag of holding and squish it, like, slide it in and stuff it into the bag so he can take it with him. All right. Excellent. He'll stand up. Would you like me to show you where the lair is located? That could save us some time. Good. Good. Let's go take a look over the jungle. He'll walk you guys out front of the cave entrance and gesture to the jungle. And he'll point through a little clearing where you guys can clearly see a lake just down there. Maybe an hour's travel. Bring you the key. Use it on the card. That's what I would say. Just bring me the key. I will deal with unlocking the card. I've done much praying on the matter. As you wish. Well, stay as long as you'd like, and when you're ready to set out, then set out. Appreciate it. I would like to prepare some spells, if that is quite all right. You take your time. Chase, I can spend 10 minutes and redistribute my spells, right? Or is that a one-y thing that one, I'm remembering? One per 10 minutes. One per 10 minutes? Okay, I need 20 minutes to fix my shocking grasps then. That's fine. Yeah. We can just hang out and munch. Gingham's These gonna... biscuits are huge. Is anybody going to try to finish their entire biscuit? Crunk did. You got to roll a fortitude save if you want to finish that whole thing. It is oh. tough to finish all that bread. Even for your stature. Even for how big and nice I am? What about another nat 20? Oh, yeah. baby. Eat the biscuit. Yeah, no, you finish that whole thing every last bite. You're going to finish the drink as well? Yeah. Nice. You're going to have a blessing from Balamdar. You can go (gasps) ahead and before a roll, you can choose to use it to roll fortune on a roll. Yay! I can use that for a spell strike, and that'll be OP. Nice. I think Jack tries, or like, not very hard, but he quickly fills up and is like, ah, I'm so done with this biscuit. <laughs> it's good, but it quickly gets overbearing. Can I try a bit of yours, Jack? 
Oh yeah, please help yourself. I am very done. Not that it, not that it wasn't delicious. It it was delicious. I'm just I I don't have uh I can't contain all of that. The, the magnificence of your god is too much for my slight frame. His magnificence is overwhelming for many. I understand. I'll slide the plate over to Gingham. And Blake Kenu ate his biscuit so fast, like without any sort of yes. effort. Because he doesn't skip gym days. <laughs> Probably why he's so thack. Yeah. And you know how Cookie Monster eats cookies where none of the cookie goes anywhere? <laughs> That's how Gingham attacks the cookie. What do you guys think if I take 30 minutes and redo Chromantic Ray as well? Because that has a one in eight chance to be electricity damage. True. You wanna. Okay. Jack will spend these 30 minutes then. Or he's going to ask Gingham if Gingham has any scrap that they don't need or, or like care about. Just like spare stuff, not, not valuable stuff, but just any oh. random objects. Ingham goes into their bag of holding and pulls out so many scraps. Great. I'll take uh, this one. That'll be good. And a couple of these. Jack just grabs a random assortment of stuff and he's going to kind of step outside the cavern and go to work on this biscuit. He's going to like carve some runes that he kind of knows and just stick it full of scraps and, and just try and make it look very strange like it could be magical it's just like very odd and unique looking now i like it do you want me to do any kind of check or can i just do that no that's fine okay yeah it looks odd and potentially magical perfect i'm afraid <laughs> <laughs> gingham's gonna sit cross-legged in front of blakenu what else do you do here? Well, I pray, and I cook, and I hike for ingredients to cook, and then I pray, and then I paint, and then I sleep. What else do you cook? Mostly just biscuits. Do you, is it a secret recipe? Uh, of course. Oh. Their shoulders drop. Okay. Maybe someday. If you're devout enough, I'll teach you my biscuit recipe. If they call you Gingham the Pious... You would teach me? I would have to teach another Pious. That makes sense. Do you make other things? Do I make other things? Paintings I... and biscuits. What do you paint? Mostly my god. You're so pious, eh? That's why they call me that. <clears throat> Not to interrupt this scintillating conversation, <laughs> but I'm prepared with my spells, and I also have reattuned my brass dwarf card to allow me to have resistance to any sort of electricity damage that this cloud da uh, dragon wishes to bestow upon us. And that gives you weakness to the one you had prior, right? For Crunk? one minute. Only for one minute. Nice. Mm -hmm. Good call, Crunk. And the mountain erupts in fire. Oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Seems pretty rude, doesn't it? It's extreme. <laughs> All right. So you guys are heading down the mountain to the lake? Yes. Right. And while we're on this trip, Jack will say, now listen, about cloud dragons, as we all know, they, they're unpredictable, right? They like random stuff. 
they do random things. Well, not random to them, of course, but, you know. Anyway, I don't know if this will work or not, but that biscuit monster creation I made, I was thinking maybe we could try to trade it. Maybe we can convince it that it's some sort of weird, strange, magical item that it's never seen before, and it might be willing to make a trade, and we can just sort the whole business peacefully without having to fight a huge electric dragon. Doesn't that seem a little bit insulting? Oh, sorry. Did you? Would you rather just go charging in there and just stab it to death right away? Is that no, no? Okay. What? Then what other? What would you propose? I was just wondering if we're presenting a biscuit, and I I would like to think that dragons are a little smarter than to bargain for a biscuit. It might not work. I'm willing to admit that, but. Let me just tell you, I have sold worse to smarter creatures. Oh, that makes me sad. Well, I'm always <laughs> willing to try any of your plans, Jack. <laughs> makes me sad. <laughs> Listen, you guys, I mean, or yeah, we go in there and we ask really nicely and say pretty please and maybe it just works. I just, might. I'm just letting you know what I'm thinking and I didn't just spend 30 minutes making an art project because I felt like it oh but oh it makes perfect sense to me Jack of course we will support you in any way you need I mean have you guys ever seen a biscuit that huge oh well no not personally but um I, I think that's a great plan great plan Jack can tell that neither of you think this is a good plan but he is going to soldier forward anyway. Perfect. Thinking of uppies on Crunk. <laughs> yeah, Crunk will scoop you up. Thinking <laughs> of we'll like, a whispered conversation. Yeah. <laughs> he realizes that Dragon will be able to sense if there's magic there or not. Oh, I think he doesn't know, but do you think we should just stand back really far and, and let him handle it? You know, I'm not going to stand back far. I don't want it. And my dear friend being devoured by a dragon. I think it's important that we show support for his ideas and then uh -huh. take care of him if it happens to backlash. Oh, this is like one of those lessons learned bits. Yes, 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 yes. <gasps> we'll, we'll support Jack from very close by. Okay, I like that plan a lot better. Trunk's really bad stealth. You might have heard that. Oh, Jack, I'm sure Jack heard that. He has a really high perception. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Can I just like... roll it just to have just like the worst roll? Yeah, roll stealth versus Jack's perception DC. What about a 17? Oh. He definitely heard that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> what a waste of such a good roll. I know. It's okay. Terrible. Hey, let's go. Jack will not say anything, though. He's going to just, yeah, he's going to just lead the way. He we'll think we got away with it. To... He might be able to pull this off. As he said, he has lied about worse to creatures, at least in his estimation, are smarter. Smarter than a dragon, yes, of course, Jack. Genius plan. Let's continue onwards. I cannot wait to see how you manage this. I also uh -huh. cannot wait to see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys head down the mountain path into the clouded, misty jungle. And it is like a little under an hour's travel time as you guys start to get near to the lake. And as you guys get near the lake, the thick squat trees of this bowl-shaped valley grow densely together. A deep blue lake lies here. 
the trail turning upon reaching its shore and winding off to the east. A cliff rises from the lake's western shore, and a large cave entrance is visible at the base. A jagged rock protrudes from the lake's surface, not far off from the cave entrance. Okay, I have another thought about the first approach. Maybe plan A. Let's start mapping these out. Okay, so I think maybe plan A. The cloud dragon might not even be here. Might be off wandering out somewhere else. Maybe we Mm. can just sneak in, grab the key, and get out of there. No problem. That'd be largely convenient. If that doesn't work, then I think plan B for Biscuit is where that comes in. We see if we can trade for the key. And then plan C is combat. Plan C is, I guess we just have to kill the dragon because it's not going to give up the key. You think perhaps there's a chance for bargaining? Maybe there is something the dragon wants that we could get for it in exchange for the key. So we don't have to try and kill for, for Biscuit. Ah. Yeah, but, uh, okay, or for bargaining is that better strike a deal no, no, no. My, my apologies my apologies continue jack i shouldn't have even opened my mouth that's a good consideration and we can keep it on the list under b we'll say plan b point one is biscuit oh. b point two is favor or some other uh, thing that the dragon wants one lovely plan, Jack. Yes, of course. Uh-huh. Okay, are you guys going to come in with me? I do have quiet allies if we want to all try to sneak in. Yeah, let's do it. So, Jack, I'm going to let you navigate. You guys just kind of keep your tokens behind, Jack. Can do. And okay. You just go where you want to go. So you're stealthing, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I guess as we approach, I do want to make a perception check. I, I want to try and see if the dragon is here or like if I can hear it you know breathing or whatever right yeah go ahead and roll me a perception because if it is here then I don't know if sneaking is the best plan because then it might if think it we're just trying walk to walk right in yeah, yeah exactly oh no that's a nat one <laughs> I think more than one of us can uh, roll sure, a I mean, perception you guys are all here. probably <laughs> That yeah. one's gonna Jack give the others just... a minus two. Oh, sorry. Jack is is quietly fuming to himself about this whole that the, they don't believe in the biscuit plan. Oh, that was not <laughs> much with better. A, with the twenty-four. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. <laughs> <laughs> we have oh no idea. God. No idea if the dragon is here. <laughs> All right. Okay. Cool. We're Good. singing a song as we approach. <laughs> no, no, this isn't the stealth roll. This is perception. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Good. 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 All right. So, Jack, this roll for you is going to be your normal stealth minus five because of Crunk. Okay. Okay. Why That's how get... that works. Because you have the lowest it's quiet allies. Oh. But, yeah, oh, yeah. So that's what loud. quiet allies does. It just um, uses the lowest use decks, but it uses my. Skill. Uses my um yeah bonus. That's only a twenty five. Hmm. I think I'm gonna hero point. Ooh, you have three, okay. right? I do. Let's see it happen. Ooh, a thirty nine. Much better. You got it. All right, now as you guys are walking, are you discussing or anything, or are you like dead silence? I'm probably quiet. I'm trying to let my good friend focus. Um, I'm gonna. Uh... Can I Andy's coming right now and just yeah I'm Andy's coming. Andy's coming. I am preemptive <laughs> Andy's coming. Yep, yep, yep. Secured right. in 
Crunks spikes. <laughs> so as you guys are moving along, I imagine you're just going to head towards the cave. That's the plan. Any of you who are at least trained in nature here, uh, go ahead and roll me in nature. Oh, I am. That is not something I'm trained in. Oh, come on. Is this a knowledge? Seven. Like, can I use my silent hag? Yeah. Oh. Yes, you okay. can. Oh, is it? Yes. You want blind? Nope. Okay. I'd have rather esoteric lord. That's okay then. <laughs> I can change that to your esoteric so lore. The 21. 21. Okay. Very good, very good. All right, you guys get to the edge of the lake over here, and you can see that the cave is over there. Uh, so there's doing? like a little, uh, a little, is this a river? Oh, no, it's this a lake. Is, it's just like the edge lake, of yeah. the lake. Okay, so we have to cross the lake a little bit to get to yeah, the cave. Yeah, like right along the shore here is just difficult terrain, but once you get any deeper lake to here, it is going to be a swim. How how far of a swim does it seem to be? Is this map kind of to scale? It is to scale. So very sh- a pretty river. short swim. Yeah, pretty short how swim. How deep is the water here? Like maybe six to ten feet once you get to over here. Deeper towards the center over here. How are you a swimming jack? I mean, I can swim. This is this is a lake, right? It's not like rough water or anything, right? Right, just a lake. Okay, shouldn't be too right. hard. Well then, let us carry on. Athletics, Chase? Athletics, and it's gonna have to be a rerolled stealth here now that you're in the lake. Aww. May I carry Gingham? I'm just gonna like the very rare time for Gingham to stand on my shoulders. Wait, did you guys just discuss horn. something? You just asked Jack how he was at swimming. Yeah. Okay. Roll initiative when you ask Jack how he is at swimming. Oh my gosh. Oh. Because we're too loud. I mean, you can say it very stealthily, but if any noise is made at all, we're gonna roll. Well, oh, I do no. feel pretty cool because that means that the 39, we were making no noise. Chase, oh, why don't you ever let me roll stealth for initiative ever? Uh, you can roll stealth. You can, in fact, if oh, you want to take your 39, you can keep it here. I really do. Yeah. I think I would like to roll my perception instead of self, if that's okay. Yeah, you sure can. Uh, almost another nat 20. That was too bad. Oh, it doesn't look like we're fighting the Durkin, though. Good news, it's something else. Yeah, I wasn't trying to punish you for speaking, Crunk. I'd normally keep that under the stealth, but there's a reason why that triggered. And we'll get over it. Or we'll get into it. We'll get over it. I'll show you the artwork. There is some strange plants here that you guys didn't notice on your way up. They look like this. Wow, we should have noticed that. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Who's describing them? Uh, I think it's Tori's turn. Okay. It's a big vine. You know, it kind of reminds me of Little Shop of Horrors, actually. Yeah, Audrey, too. Yeah, big giant flower, although it's not so much a fly trap. It's more just like a pink, big pink flower. But it's got a bunch of skulls near its base, and that does seem like the thing we should have noticed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, it's just big. It's got some vine tendrils kind of near its roots as well. So overall, a little bit, a little bit dangerous looking, kind of concerning. It seems like something we should have noticed. Yeah. <laughs> but the rolls said Perhaps. We, we were too busy trying to look out for a dragon. To be I fair, there's, this is a the jungle. Lake. There's like a lot of like big bright plants around here and stuff. So they blended in pretty good. Fair enough. Thank you for making me feel good. You're welcome. Just because they're on big tokens, they look very obvious. But when you're walking through a jungle with lots of big plants and flowers, they probably blended in good. 
All right, so what happens here at the start of initiative is you guys are like quiet, super, super silent. Shortly after you speak, you guys catch sight of this big pink flower just arches over so the petals face you and immediately lets out this horrible blasting sound that feels like a shockwave washes over you and it just hurts your head and your ears and I need all of you to make a fortitude save. Oh no! Okay, okay. Oh, that five was not nice to look at. Nope, not a good five from Jack. What about... So <laughs> 25 from Jack. 33 for Kronk. 21 for Gingham. DC here was 29, so Jack and Gingham, you fail. Kronk, you will succeed. Fail. So, Kronk, you're going to take half damage from this. This is sonic damage. Ooh, okay. Gingham and Jack, you're going to take full. 33 sonic damage. Ouch. Gingham and Jack, you two are deafened. Oh, poop. There you have it. Now, this thing, before it deafened your ears, it was like a loud truck horn type sound, like just a loud super out of place, super loud, clearly bellowed from this flower. And you see another one perks up right over here. So it looks like there is two of them. That is going to be this first one's turn was that blast. And then it's actually going to start slithering towards you all slightly. Okay. And that's its turn. Jack, you're up. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Since I'm deafened already, I'm, I'm almost tempted to use my hag card so I can't be flanked. But it takes all three actions, which is kind of unfortunate. Uh, I'll, I'll wait. I'll hold off on that. I'll draw my rapier and my dagger and I'll throw my dagger. There we go. There's all three actions. So drawing both is only one action. You can oh, direct okay. both as one. Cool. Well, then I'll, I'll throw at least for my second action. So. You got it. Ooh, a 41. There we go. A 41 is going to be a crit. Nice. I wish I were doing sneak attack, but that's okay. (laughs) That is a big fat 16. (laughs) Okay, 16 was the crit, and that's persistent bleed damage. Yes. I don't know if this thing can bleed. It does. It starts like sapping out some kind of like green goop. Mm. Gross. I'm going to stay put. I'll throw my dagger again, and that's the end of my turn. That was a critic. That was a nat one, Chase. Ooh, nat one. Mm. All right, so we're sticking with the nat one? I guess so. Oh, that's a bad one, Tori. That's a really bad one for you. No. So until healed, until healed on these cards means until you uh, are at full hit points and rest 10 minutes or until somebody treats wounds on you and gets you to full health. Okay. Uh, you're clumsy too. Oh. How does that happen? <laughs> You tore it down and you threw it wrong. Oh and it just, my uh, gosh. Pull the muscle. That sucks so bad. Yeah, that's a rough one. Cool. Fun turn. That was pretty intense and rude, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. well, that is like a super severe nat one. Yep. Some uh-huh. of them get you pretty nasty. I'm not going to let those lie anymore. That's the last card you draw for me, Chase. <laughs> Never again. Let me, yeah, Chase. Let me just draw the card that is a direct counter to everything that you <laughs> the do. Here you go. Card. <laughs> and ta-da! All right, that is my very sad turn. All right, Crunk, you're up. Oh, Crunk is Krunk. going to. Wait. What? What? What if I can make it weaker for you? I, I suppose, but I'm not getting in there yet. 
just okay if you're not you can't hear me oh that's right i'm just gonna keep tapping you <laughs> i don't understand what you want and crunk is going to draw weapons he's actually going to be two-handing his bastard sword right now he is not doing short sword and shield one action one action to cast shield a third action to get into arcane stance okay. so pull out a weapon a shield of force just appears it's kind of hovering next to him out of the way then he just like kind of slides into a sideways stance with magic crackling around him. Okay, that's Crunk. Gingham. All right, time to be a thaumaturge. Oh, and Jack, uh, you're no longer deafened. Thanks. <laughs> I would like to exploit a vulnerability. Yep, esoteric and, lore. Yep, and this is without minuses, thank God. Oh, that's pretty good, 35. 35 is a success. Okay, so I get to know its highest weakness. And that is also a recall knowledge, though, correct? Yes. Okay, so this is an opali. An opali is a tenacious twisting vine with white trumpet-shaped flowers that grows in temperate and tropical regions. Stories passed down through generations refer to the opali as a bad luck vine and warn against letting one take over a copse or garden, lest your luck drain away like water down a hole. This folklore contains more wisdom than most farmers or settlers realize. Opalis are usually 30 feet long, but they twist and coil on themselves so much that they occupy a space not much larger than a horse. Chase. Right. Yes? It's a cops. Cops? Did I say copes? <laughs> yeah, I said cops again after that whole... Is that the second time I've done that? Yes. Yeah. It's a copes. <laughs> now it's now canonically a copse in this world according it really to is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's pretty funny uh do you want offense defense or special abilities katie S special abilities special abilities all right they have a trumpet blast which is what just happened to you it's a 60 foot cone it's a big burst of sonic damage that deafens people and it's super loud that has a cooldown, or if they take damage they get it back they have a reaction called Energizing Incompetence, which is where if anybody critically fails an attack against them, they get to be quickened on the next turn. Hey, Jack. Yeah. You're welcome. They have precise sound sense within 60 feet. Uh... They have low light vision. And they have something called Drain Luck, which is where if they hit you with their vine, then you have to make a fortitude save. If you fail it, then you can take persistent poison damage and you can get misfortune on all of your checks. Wow. Yikes. Yeah, pretty nasty. Yikes. Also, notably, okay. along with the special abilities, you know that gingham, opali trumpets are one of the main crafting ingredients for thunderstones, and you can harvest their trumpets for uh, crafting thunderstones. Hey. Also, I get to know their highest weakness. Highest weakness is fire by 10. Ooh, okay, neat. So I am going to pull out of my esoteric bag of esotericness, my precious twine, and I'm going to reach down and wrap it around Crunk's wrist, and I'm going to point at it and say very loudly, fire damage, that will help it. Thank, thank gonna... you. Uh... <laughs> I'm share share weakness, and then. Is Crunk's sword just light on fire. 
it crunk's arm feels very warm and it transfers into the sword nice i'm gonna assist that's what i'm gonna do okay last action yeah. assist ready and aid you got it mm-hmm. it's gonna make it this one's turn here the other opali the other opali is gonna move up over here and it is going to blast out a big deafening sound and all three of you need to make me fortitude saves Again? Cool. We should have gone deaf. Yeah, Gingham, your deaf wore off just in time for you to he, be affected. By this. Definitely again, because that was only 25. Oh no, I rolled bad this time. 25's a fail. 27? 27's a fail. 35 is a success, right? 35 is a success. Whoa, that's a lot more than the first one. That was a mean, mean roll. Chase, I was still the thoughts of uh, re-rolling. Go for it. You can re-roll if you want. I might use my hero point to re-roll because I have a chance to fail my spells, which means I wouldn't be able to spell strike this combat. Yeah, that seems bad. So, Jack, you're taking 25. Gingham, yep. you're taking 50. Gingham, you're deafened again. Frunk, you're re-rolling. What about a 36? 36 is a success. 38. 38 Sorry. is so close to a crit success. You're taking damage. 25 damage, Crunk. Okay. And that is it for that one's turn. All right, this one's up. This one seems energized and is going to scurry forward super quick up to here as one of its four actions. Come at me! It is going to Vine Whip Jack. No, Nimble Dodge. Nimble Dodge it is. Doesn't matter. 41 to hit. That's a fun crit. Very fun. (laughs) Oh no, Jack, I'm Uh... so mean against you. All right, here's the damage, Jack. 44. Ow. And then you need to make me a fortitude save. Cool. (laughs) Jack's having a great time this fight. (laughs) Very fun session. That's only a 26. Okay, 26 is going to be a fail. So you're going to take 2d6 persistent poison damage. For one round, you get misfortune. Okay. Okay, and that was two actions. It's now going to Vine Whip Crunk. It can try. 31. Miss. And now it's going to Vine Whip Gingham. No. Jeez. Whip, oh. whip, whip. Oh, no, Wish 32. You wouldn't hit. Oh, on the minus she rolled 10. a 19 on the third? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty rude. <laughs> Dude. All right, you take 20 damage, Gingham. And you need to make me a fortitude save. I'd rather not. <laughs> You're so bad. 27. Yeah, you get misfortune for a round and you take 2d6 persistent poison. <laughs> and can you be poisoned as a poppet? Yeah. I I can't. Uh, uh, well, you gain circumstance bonus saving throws against death effect, disease, and poison. So that would have put would you at a 28. 28, which still fail. Then I'm going to do this. I failed a saving throw during combat. My background is Crown of Chaos, and I'm going to use Chaotic Destiny. It's a free action once per day. Chaos intervenes on my behalf. I can draw a Harrow card and re-roll my saving throw. You take the result, but if you drew a card from the suit of crowns, improve the result by one degree of success. So if I get a suit of crowns. Okay. You got a suit of books. Damn. Let's just see if I can roll oh. better. Oh, the 
dancing on the freaking 20. Here's the problem. I have to take that lesser role. So if that turns into a crit fail. It's not. Okay, Okay. that's good. Chaos intervening. That was a cool thought. The dice have been really mean right out the gate. So let's hope that turns around. Okay. That would be good. (laughs) All right. End of this thing's turn. It takes 10 bleed damage. Well, at least my bleeding's doing something. Going to see if that recovers. It does not. Good. All right. That's Jack's turn now. Okay. I don't want to continue to get blasted. They recharge it if they if someone crit fails a strike against them, right? They they get quickened if the somebody crit fails. Yeah. Okay. So we don't know what recharges it. They recharge in one d four rounds, or if it takes sonic damage, twenty points of sonic damage will recharge it. Okay. Well, then I will not go deaf this turn because hopefully they're both recharging at the moment. Worst case, they will. Even if I rolled a one, this would be their recharge round. I guess. Ugh. I really hate everything right now is this flanking here that is flanking and no okay, I'm gonna, yeah i'm gonna move around to the other side of the of the flower that approached us uh-huh. and i'm gonna try and sneak attack it you got it remember to roll with misfortune oh shoot you're right it's okay you're gonna net 20 on both dice totally yeah luckily my melee strikes are not affected by clumsy so thank goodness for that Okay, it's a 28 or 31, so I guess 28 is... 28 hits. Strike. Oh, nice. There's my damage plus... Oh my gosh, I rolled double ones on my sneak attack again. I can't... I think I've done that like four times. So that is a total of 13 damage plus 1d6 bleed, which it's already bleeding, so... And then I will strike again. Oh! 35 this time. 35's gonna hit. All right. 20 damage. It's a little better. Oh, mm-hmm. I have I have debilitating strike as well. So I'm going to just put both on because I hit it twice. So it is enfeebled one and has negative 10 foot status penalty to its speeds. Okay. That's your turn, Jack? I believe so. You're yeah. stabbing it. It's bleeding green goop from all of its vine stems. And uh, Crunk, you're up. Oh, and Jack, you're going to take seven poison damage. I have to roll a flat check, right? Yep, I can just click this roll recovery for you. <gasps> Do I recover? Yay! Uh, not necessarily. I have to roll one more for you because oh you have misfortune. Wait, for the whole turn? All checks, but doesn't matter. Misfortune still oh, recovers. Well, I need to re-roll that attack roll then because I thought it was just for the next uh, check I made. Sorry no, about that's that. That's okay. No, you know what? I missed it. You hit. You're good. Yeah. Don't even worry about yeah. it. Chase just feels bad for bullying me. <laughs> <laughs> for the entire party, the roles have been so rude. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you, right. kind and benevolent DM. I'm yes, recovered indeed. from the poison. Poison and misfortune are gone for you. Oh, Crunk, thank the gods. Crunk is going to spell strike. Jack just disappeared around the side of this thing, and Crunk is feeling empowered by the flame thing that Gingham just said. So spell striking with an ignitions cantrip. Let's see if I hit. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, please. <laughs> does a 36 hit? And fl- it's it's off guard. 36 hits does not crit. Doesn't just crit. barely doesn't crit. Dang it. Do you have a hero point left? No. Didn't I have something though, Chase? To oh, like... shoot. I should have aided. You should have aided. You said you're gonna. I, I did. Attack roll, yeah? Yep. 
If you can get a 30, then Crunk will crit. Uh, I'm totally going to get 30 right now. Come on. Come on, gingham. I'm, I'm going to get you a plus one. With plus one. All right. Anything else for you, Crunk? Well, I'm going to roll my damage. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go, then. Mm, small damage. That's for just the weapon. Okay. Ugh, so little. Okay, and then cast this. 27 damage plus oh, that's pretty 21. Good. Plus 10 because the uh, fire weakness. May I use my reaction of my new reaction of opportune backstab? Yeah, sure. Kronk hits with this huge fire spell, and I'm sure the flower whips around because it's being hit by fire now. And so Jack is going to try to strike at it. 37. Oh, so close to the crit. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to crit this thing. I'm tired of this nonsense. I'll spend a hero point to crit it. Okay. That's a crit. See if you get a nat 20 for a card. Yeah. Yeah, for funsies. Nat 20. No, I do not. But I'll take the 39 to crit. All right, let's do it. Double sneak attack, double damage. Deadly rapier, good stuff. Oh my. And that is, so 41 plus 13. How do you do it? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I I want Krunk to narrate his yeah, attack tag first because it. it's kind of a little tag team situation. Yeah, so Krunk is in the front. He shouted out a spell just like ignition and smashes his sword down into this. The edge is kind of like buzzing ever so slightly as he slices through and there's a pause and then fire explodes inside of this thing and it reels back. Does it make sound, Chase? Can it do a high-pitched keen? Yeah, it will do a little trumpet. Yeah, that's right. And so then Jack has the opportunity. It it reels back. It's like screeching through its trumpet. And Jack grabs one of the vines and hoists himself up on top and just drives his rapier straight down into the middle of the trumpet. Does it make like a sad little deflated? <laughs> Goes off too. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> sure. It'll slice back the rest of the way through it and sap and and goo, the green goo goes flying off his rapier as he whips it out. And Fantastic. he is like covered. He looks at Krunk from the top of this collapsed plant. Nice, let's run that back, do it again. Sounds good. One moment, and I'm gonna pat little Gingham's head and I'm gonna do a lay on hands. You're gonna take 36 heals, please and thank you. Thanks, Crunk. Good stuff. Gingham, you're up. Okay, I am going to just move my exploit vulnerability over to the other one. Okay. Which I already know it's weakness. Uh huh. Um, so I don't have to roll again on it, I don't think. Nope. Same creature, so you're good. So I'm going to do that. And then seeing that Crunk can cast cantrips with fire, Gingham's going to just scurry up to Jack and wrap twine around Jack's wrist. Jack is now accustomed to this, so he sees Gingham scurrying up to him and he just holds out his arm down to Gingham. Gingham's like the weirdest little squire. (laughs) Right? This will help. Hmm? You should stand here. We'll see if we can try and split up its uh, cone. Okay. Good idea, yes. Okay, there wrapping twine and like gives Jack a little pointed look. This is why 
I don't like my twine taken. Really? We can talk about this later, I think. I'll get you more twine. This is my <laughs> twine. And that's it, because that'll share weakness. So exploited, moved, shared weakness. You got it. Your deafen falls off again, Gingham. And at the end of your turn, you're going to take four poison damage, and we're going to roll the recovery. If it exceeds, we got to roll again. Does not it fall doesn't. off. Okay. That is going to be Gingham's turn, and it's now this thing's turn. Oh, no. And this thing is going to waddle, waddle, waddle up over here. Actually, it's going to waddle me. over to here. It's going to whip at Gingham. No. Yeah. <gasps> Big old 15-foot reach. Dang it. <sighs> oh, jeez. 39. Uh, just a hit. Ooh, nice. Here's the damage. Make a fortitude save. Uh, this could be fine. 15 could damage. That's not, that's not the worst. Yeah. Okay. Four saves. You'll have misfortune next round again, but Ugh. the poison's already there, so it's no big deal there. At least you're not making crazy attack rolls. With the mm -hmm. misfortune, you yeah. can be very useful. This is against Jack. That's That'll hit. Okay, That is going to be a fortitude save for you, Jack, and 20 damage. I'm going to use a reaction. I'm going to do Amulets of Bayance, and you are going to get resistance to 14. So resistance 14 to this bludgeoning damage. Wow. Thank you. Oh, that's huge. Okay. So I take six. Okay. I failed the fortitude save, I assume. Okay, so the persistent poison's back on you and misfortune next round. Okay. And that is its turn. And end of the round. Uh oh. Who of you have dark vision? I have dark vision. Me. All of us. Okay, perceptions for all three of you then. Jack, you're a little bit too preoccupied uh, with the yeah, fight. Yeah, a little. <laughs> Gingham, you notice from the cavern. There is something looming and watching you. Crunk, you also notice. Oh, no. So you guys see a dragon oh, looming boy. in the cavern watching the encounter. It's a bit cool. nerve-wracking. It, looks, it? it looks angry. Oh. <laughs> Maybe it's angry at the plants. Maybe, All right, yeah. Jack, you're up. That's got to be it. I'm up again? Yep. This thing isn't dead yet? Okay. This thing actually hasn't been hurt yet. <laughs> I know. Don't remind me. Does it appear like Krunk is going to continue charging forward into yeah. the fray? Okay, great. Then Jack will move here, getting in, and he will ready a strike. Sweet. Look at you dodging that misfortune. Aha! Also, I have the Rabbit Prince, and that gives me a plus one to strikes that hey. I ready. All right, that's going to be it for your turn, Jack. Yeah, so, yeah, so Jack runs around. He looks back at Krunk, hops off the dead Opali and runs around behind the approaching Opali. And he just like gives, he holds his rapier in the air and nods back to Krunk and sets up ready for a strike. Awesome. All right, you're taking 16 damage because that was a crit fail on your uh, flat check there, Jack. Whoa. Oh, I didn't know flat checks oh wait no that was, that was my bad it's telling me i thought it was a net one it was a four so oh. just eight, eight poison damage and it does not drop off okay you alarmed everyone here chase I yeah know. i was like six what <laughs> also <laughs> for what it's worth if, in case anyone is paying attention or is concerned um jack is not looking great 
hit points wise. So nor is Gingham. <laughs> nor is Gingham. Yeah, neither of us are doing that great. So speaking of Gingham, it's not your turn. It's Crunk's turn. I was like, I wow, at what wrong. a rude segue. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry I looked Gingham, at the initiative wrong. <laughs> hey, hey, Katie, speaking of Gingham, shut up, okay? Shut up! <laughs> you don't get a turn yet. <laughs> Chase, do I have to be here for flanking? You have to be able to draw a line from any corner of your square to any corner of Jack's square and have it pass Perfect. through. Perfect. Okay, we're going to go there, and we're going we're gonna to roll back this ignition smash. What about a 29? A 29 is going to hit. Because May I use my reaction as well to let loose my strike? Yep, you sure can. It is a reaction to do a readied action, right? That's yes, it, it is. Okay. Sadly, otherwise you could get two in right now. Mm-hmm. I forgot. I couldn't recharge my spell strike. So this is going to be a normal attack, unfortunately. Okay, that's okay. All right, so it's just 27 damage. Okay, not bad. I'm going to do a shielding strike to get back into, to earn back my thing. Okay. So I'm going to make an attack. Okay, minus five, remember? Yep, I remember. I remember, Chase. And Jack, you hit, so you can roll your damage. With a 32? Okay, cool. Yep. Oh my god, a three? A three? Don't gonna... I have a blessing from a god to give me a fortune on my attack rolls or some shit? You have to choose before the roll. You can choose to roll with fortune. Just one roll? Just one roll. I ate a biscuit for you. <laughs> that's, a pretty, that's a pretty good biscuit as far as Listen, biscuits, god. Right? Listen, I god. I ate this biscuit for you. All right, I've shield up the okay. spell. And you recharged your spell strike, so it wasn't that's all for not. My damage is also fire. Yeah, don't don't forget the 10. 12 plus 9 plus 10. There you go. All right. Damage has been taken. That fire seems to burn its very dry stock and it's seeping green. That's Crunk. Gingham, you're up. Let's see. I'm going to intensify vulnerabilities. So, uh, but I'm going to do it with the amulet. So I'm going to gain a plus two AC and plus two on saves against this thing. And then I'm going to move to be 15 feet away from Jack so that when, not if, this thing strikes out again, I can use my uh, reaction to make sure he doesn't take so much damage. And then I'm going to I'm going to try to, I guess, aid from here. Yeah, I'm going to aid from here. We'll see if it uh, works out or if I'm going to end up saving Jack. That's it. Okay, I like it. Oh, Gingham, you're going to take 10 damage because I'm rolling like a big old meanie. Ow, stop. And then you didn't have misfortune this round. You're just still poisoned. So let's roll your recovery check. I'm really sad to do this, but but Gingham did have misfortune this round. Ah, that's right. I did. It doesn't matter. It doesn't qualify either way. So, all right. It is the Opali's turn. Lucky for you guys, I rolled high on that trumpet blast cooldown. You guys spread out pretty good for it, though. First vine strike's going to go against Crunk. Hey, come here. Watch. Miss. Nope, that's a missing whip. All right, we're going to try to vine whip Jack next. Hey. Uh, did you want a reaction, Gingham? Uh, it's going to no. miss. Then no, you definitely don't. <laughs> I really don't. All right, and then one's going to whip at Gingham. Oh, I have a plus two. 28. No. Miss. Yeah. All right. Go away. 
that was its turn. And just no um, and it's just and it's the next round. And it's Jack's turn. It's Jack's turn. <laughs> the uh plant is gonna take three bleed damage and it's gonna roll a recovery check. Does not recover. Yeah. All right, now we have a new thing at the end of the round, and this dragon is going to crawl up here on this rock and just let out a low rumbling growl. So that's the island, that's like the rock in the middle of the lake? Yep. It growls menacingly, and it kind of lowers like a cat about to pounce. Mm. All right, Jack. So I think I want to have Jack pay attention to this dragon for a moment. First, I want to sense motive on the dragon. All right, go ahead and roll me a blind perception. Specifically, what I would like to see if I can glean is what exactly is this dragon mad about? Does he seem like, hey, those are my plant friends and you're killing them? Or is it more territorial, like you are too close and I'm protecting my horde? I was taking a nap. That shit was loud. Yes, exactly. (laughs) What is the source of its grumpiness? Gotcha. All right, with your perception, this dragon looks angry that you are here. And it looks like it's holding back, trying to watch your tactics right now. Like, it looks like it's predatorily learning before it strikes. And it doesn't seem sleepy. It just seems mad you're here. Like, very Mm. territorial. Man, do I use an action to try to diplomatize? Or do do we focus on killing this flower? Great question. It is a great question, and one that unfortunately I have to answer right now. I guess also you're going to gather, you feel pretty confident in your read on this thing. It looks like it probably doesn't want to fight you if it doesn't, like if the plant can deal with it, so it's kind of letting it try to kill you first, but it does not look friendly. But it does not seem like it is about to leap into action and fry us all right this moment. You can imagine, like, probably if that plant doesn't do it, it's gonna. Oh, I don't love that. Oh, gosh, that actually does change my mind a little bit. Then it seems like if we kill this plant, Crunk, then it's going to almost trigger the dragon basically into leaping into action. So Jack is actually going to yell out in draconic to this dragon. I'm actually going to try to lie to it because I have Uh Charming Liar. So I can, if I succeed at a deception check, basically it'll become a little friendlier toward Uh me. So that's what I want to do. I'm going to shout in Draconic. Oh, great dragon, please. We mean you no harm. We've simply come to offer you a deal that we thought you might be interested in with your exceptional tastes in all things unique and interesting throughout all of Galerion. Please hear us out. Okay, roll a deception. Okay. Oh gosh, my heart is pounding. Okay. <laughs> I'm yeah, to lie lying to a, to a dragon. dragon is extremely stressful. Do you have? Uh-huh. Mis- you don't have misfortune this round, do you? You got hit. No, uh, no one got hit. No one I got hit. Yeah, it missed all three times last. Right. Yeah, so I don't okay. have misfortune. Ugh. You just still have the poison lingering. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that's a very middle of the road ten. So that's a thirty-two total. I think I'm gonna hero point because this feels extremely important. <laughs> What? Shocking. Oh, gosh. Come on, Tori. Come on, Tori. Come on, Tori. Thanks for tuning in. 
If you enjoyed the show, please share your thoughts with us in review and maybe tell a fellow geek about it. If you like what we do and want more, you can find all of our links in the show notes, including our YouTube, where we've posted all of our actual play videos. You can also show your support by purchasing dice and accessories from Fanroll Dice with the coupon code LEVEL1GEEK for 10% off. Now, go take a long rest, drink plenty of water, and we'll catch you next time. Welcome back, fellow geeks. We are back with Strange Fates. No, let's try that again. <laughs> I was going to mix three campaign names. I, I like switched to the new session and I wrote down the title and we're going after the juggler card. But I realized that I was listening to Chase's description. And so I wrote the jungler. <laughs> the jungler. The jungler. Instead of the Somebody jungler. plays League of Legends. I do play. <laughs> yeah, my brain was like, this is a completely normal word. That's a thing. Man, I like not playing a spellcaster. <laughs> Things are just so simple. It was stressful as a wizard to be like, what should I prepare? Should I take this spell or this spell? What would be more useful? We're going to fight harpies. What will I need? It is. I'm like, I got my daggers. I got my 20 rapiers. I'm good. Let's, let's go. <laughs>